Hi, I'm Susanna, and this is the Santa Gibbs Show. Good morning, Gavin. Get Joe T. Garcia's. This is the line that we've been standing in for an hour to get it. On this show, we focus on Texas, the artists, idealists, and entrepreneurs that make up this great and amazing state. Joe T. Garcia's is an institution here in Texas, which is why we are featuring it in this intro. And we happen to love it. It seats 1,700 people at a time, and their chips and salsa are amazing. It's a true institution in Texas. Our next guest also tackles an institution, guns, gun ownership, gun laws, and what we can do to prevent another mass shooting. It's an important conversation, and I hope you enjoy. We'll close out this podcast with an insurance tip of the week. Go to GiveAgencyDallas.com for questions and any suggestions. And now, on with the show. Philip, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. So tell me a little bit about your organization that you started. I and six other people started an organization called Americans for Common Sense Gun Laws. And our purpose was to try to do something about gun deaths. I personally had seen recently in the last year, you, the Uvalde mass shootings and then the Allen, Texas mass shootings where in Allen there were, I believe, nine people killed while in Uvalde, 17 children, fourth graders, and two teachers were murdered. And their gun laws aren't going to solve everything, but some common sense gun laws can certainly help. One of the things I really loved about, I read your article in the Dallas Morning News, and um, we had actually, just to back up, Veronica Mata, who is one of the uh, mothers of one of the, the children that were murdered in the Uvalde shooting on the show, and it's obviously a very emotional issue for her. And it's a very emotional issue for lots of people. But what your article was, it was like, let's just take the, the emotion out of it and let's just talk about the numbers, right? Let's just talk about the statistics. Let's talk about the numbers. Um, and it made a lot of common sense. I think you made some really great points in, in your article. Um, and it is a lot of stats, and I it, you can totally see that you're a CPA by trade because you're working in the numbers, and the numbers tell a story. I've always heard that from CPAs. The numbers tell a story. And so let's talk about some of the numbers that you found right. in your article. When I prepared those statistics, I started off with a base of the most recent statistics that I could find, which were 2021, and I went back to 2000, 2014, so a seven-year period of time. And I looked at also what did the population do during that same period of time. It has a measurement that the population was up 4.7%. So if you're looking at soup cans, then the number of soups should have grown by 4.7%. Well, when you look at gun deaths, and the first thing you look at is suicides by guns, suicide by gun death was up 23% over that seven-year period of time. 
So that's an alarming number because instead of going up by about 5%, it was up almost five times as much. So more people are committing suicide. Then if you look at total gun deaths, we went from killing about 33,000 people a year to 48,000 people a year. Every single year, a 14,000 additional people, and that's a 48% rise when we should have, again, only had 5%. So a significant increase in gun deaths. And then if you just look at the number of gun deaths for children under 19, that statistics is up 87%. Now, the U.S. is second only to Brazil in the number of total gun deaths. I think they kill about 50,000 people while we kill 48,000 people. Oh, my. And in, in regard, there is a statistic as to the number of guns per deaths per 100,000 so that you compare apples to apples. Our number is 14.5 people die every year out of every 100,000. And the only countries that really exceed this 14.5 are the countries around the Caribbean and in South America. Those are the countries that have higher gun death rates than we do. We far exceed the number of gun death rates for most of the industrial population. I also I, I also found interesting that stat about um, the nine days surrounding uh, the Fourth of July. Yes, it was interesting. As I wrote this thing, I picked up a quote that said there were twenty mass shootings, 26 deaths, and so many people. And the editor of the Morning News wanted to get my source. Frankly, I couldn't find it. So I did find a source that lists every single shooting day by day of mass shootings in this country. They A mass shooting is any time you have more four or more people injured or killed. I found in that nine days surrounding July 1st, there were, what, I think 39 and uh, actual shootings, or 38, 35 or so that were killed, and almost 200 people were injured in just that nine days. So this number of mass shootings has become so large so often that we hear we're getting numb to it all. Will you talk a little bit about the um, statistics you found rating to um, the states that had the highest amount of guns versus the uh, death statistics? Yes. What I had done in doing this editorial is I looked at the most safe states, the 10 that have the lowest gun death rates and the 10 that have the highest gun death rates. And often I have heard, and maybe many others have, that the only way to stop a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun. So you would think a state 
that is a lot of citizens have guns would be a safe state, such as Mississippi and Louisiana, where both of them about 56% to 60% of their citizens have guns. But their gun death rates are 70% higher than the national gun death rates. In other words, I believe Louisiana, on average, kills 29 people out of every 100,000 versus 14 and a half nationally. And Mississippi is at 33%. Those numbers actually exceed those countries, some of those countries in the Caribbean that I talked about as far as being a dangerous place. So it doesn't appear to me that arming everybody is the answer. And that has been what I've seen is seemingly the approach is let's arm everybody. And maybe that does save some lives, but it doesn't appear to be doing that. So according to these statistics, the states with the highest percentage of gun, gun ownership also have the highest statistics of death, correct? Yes, correct. Absolutely. So some of the high ones, for example, that you found, it looks like you mentioned Mississippi. Um, Wyoming has 66% gun ownership and 26 people die out of 100. Mm-hmm. Where is Texas on this list, actually? Texas is, I, don't, I believe, I don't, so yeah. it, it's running a little bit high. It's in the middle of the pack of the 50. Uh, it's it's a little higher. I believe it's 15.5 versus 14.5 as far as the number of gun deaths. So we're a little bit worse than average, um, but we're still average. We're still killing 4,600 a year in Texas. Do you know the percentage of people in Texas who own guns? Um, no. I know that it's going to be in the okay. high low. Okay. And, um, I mean, there's a I lot of home. I would assume so. We have an open carry here. So, yeah. Oh, I yeah. see it. It's 45%. 45% of the people in Texas own a gun. And yeah. I just had to scroll down to your map and then I could see it. Yeah, forty-five. The the statistic was forty-five percent of people in Texas do own a gun, Mm-mm. and out of a hundred people, fifteen will die from gun death. Gun death. Yeah, okay, that's just crazy. And with the country having four hundred million guns, there's no question we're going to have gun deaths. Now, can we reduce it? That's what this is about. That was what my thoughts work. There's no way that we end all mass shootings. There's no way we end up all people will be safe. But there are ways that it appears that we can reduce the gun deaths. And that was what this was about. What are some of the ways that that you think would reduce the gun deaths or that you've seen or from other states? Well, again, what I did was I did a chart and I found a site that listed all gun laws by state. 
and I kind of graded them as to what kind of gun laws that they had. Things like open carry laws, I really did not um, add as a weight. It's a gun law, but it was not what I thought was an effective gun laws. So I looked at what has, I thought, were effective gun laws, and that is, do they require you to register to purchase a gun? Do they require you to have a license? Do they require uh, background checks on private sales? That's the gun show loophole. Do they have red flag laws? Do they outlaw what are called the National Firearms Act, which are machine guns and other items? Do they outlaw those in the, in the state? Do they ban assault weapons? And do they limit magazine sizes? And when I did this across the 50 states, I also found the statistics as to how many gun deaths there are by state. And I sorted them to show me from top to bottom who were the best and who were the worst. As we talked about, Mississippi and Louisiana have the two highest gun deaths. Well, on the other end of the scale, you have Massachusetts, you have Hawaii, you have New York, you have California, Nebraska, um, that have low gun deaths. And so I was trying to find out, is there a correlation between gun laws and gun deaths. And I saw that most, nine out of 10 states had background checks on private sales. Probably eight out of 10 Interesting. had red flag laws. And as an example, as I understand it, a, a red flag law. A red flag law is somebody who is exhibit, has Someone has exhibited a tendency that they think they're going to kill. Someone thinks they're going to be dangerous. They've said something on a website. They have done something to their spouse. They have done other ex exhibits that people are fearful of it. Example is this kid in Highland Park, Michigan, on July 4th, who got out and killed seven people. As I understand it, those he had exhibited that there were some people that knew that he was exhibiting this, and a red flag law would go in there and remove his guns. He could have a court hearing, and I don't know all the exact statistics as to whether, I think the police can come in, take their guns, and then you have a right to have a hearing in front of a judge. Maybe it's the other way around, but that was the the uh, the, the issue of red flag laws. So when I looked at that, is Got that top that makes ten, 10 states were averaging 6, 6, 6.9, about half the national average and gun deaths. And it appears to me is that these gun laws are why. Now, I don't think it's 
it's just a coincidence that they have low gun done gun deaths because they have a lot of gun laws. That seems to tie. And so if you're Louisiana or even if you're Texas, and if Texas with these same laws could duplicate, maybe we save 2,300 lives a year if we could cut our gun deaths rates from 15 back down to 7 or even 10. Something to help make our population safer. Did anybody, after you write this, uh, after you write this article, did anybody contact you? Did anybody say, Philip, you're so wrong. I agree with you. I don't. Well, I had a lot of uh, people that really commented, such as you, of contacting me um, about the article and that certainly agreed. There was one letter to the, there were two letters of the editor that were printed in the Dallas Morning News. One of them agreed with me. The other one took issue because in my article, I mentioned the killing of a young man, Wes Smith. And let me find that uh, piece. I guess I, I, here it is. In, on September of this last year, Wes Smith, a TCU junior business student with the whole world ahead of him, was gunned down. The killer didn't know him, nor could he give a reason for killing him. The killer was on probation for aggregated robbery. He should not have had a gun. Would a background check or red flag laws were meeting prevented him from owning a gun? We don't know. Well, the writer came in and says, well, of course he had a gun. He's a criminal, and he'll get a gun. And, well, I'm not saying that these laws are going to solve all our problems. What I am saying is that these laws might be able to reduce our problems. There's always the statement that, well, criminals will always find ways of getting guns. Well, the criminals in the North, the part in those top 10 states, they're not any dumber than the, than the criminals in Louisiana and Mississippi. They find guns, too, but they're able to cut the gun deaths in half. So should we just—so we have some examples that seem to imply that we can cut the gun deaths by having effective gun laws— and just because criminals will always get guns doesn't mean you stop and say, well, just put up our hands and say, let's don't do anything. Let's just let things go on. It's not fair. I mean, I did this a lot because I have two. I've got five grandchildren, but I have two that are one and two right now and that they live here and they're really tight with them. And I want them to have a better world. I don't want them all to be playing duck and hide under their chairs, worried about a mass killing. And so, yeah, they yeah. need to do something. And this is a this is what I think is some proof to say there are some laws out there that can help us make a safer environment. 
how can people find you and find your organization if they want to reach out and get more involved? Well, right now we're so new, we haven't, we're just now getting our website up. In the meantime, if they want to contact me, they can contact me at my uh, address, Courtney, C-O-U-R-T-N-E-Y, at P.C. Hogan, that's Philip Courtney Hogan, CPA.com. And I'm glad to hear anybody good or bad. And if you'd like to get involved in this organization, we will certainly welcome you. We are trying to get ourselves going. And it's a work in process right now. Wow. It's it's good. Something's got to happen, like you say. And so it's not a popular thing to pick up because there's so many people are passionate about it either way. And it feels like it's going to be a fight, whether you're uh, any any way you get into it with people. So, but I do love how you come at it. Like, let's just talk about the stats. Let's talk about the stats. So, yeah. And we're not trying to... Thank I think you so much is, for being here. Thank you very much. Appreciate no, go ahead. Finish, finish your no, thoughts. I'm finishing this before we go. I'm saying the fear seems to be gun laws is that you're going to come to take our, our weapons. Number one, there's too many guns for anybody to ever think that we're going to get rid of 400 million guns. But number two, that's not what we're trying to do. We're trying to get have less bad guys have have make it harder for them to get hold of guns. Well, thank you again for being here. I appreciate your time. I'm going to stop the recording, but hang out with me for a minute, okay? Okay. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed the discussion about common sense gun laws. And now your insurance tip of the week. If your home and auto carrier is still writing business in the state of Texas, A, count yourself lucky. B, do not go into cancellation for any reason. They may not reinstate you this time. Thank you so much for being here. Please connect with us at GibAgencyDallas.com. And that, as they say, is the end. We'll see you again next week.